chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, keeping you, our listeners, on the pulse of what's happening in Canvas today. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Pam Block from Diversion Safes World. Pam, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Having a great day over here in L.A. Actually, it's a beautiful day here in Scottsdale, Arizona as well. I think we're finally getting into the fall, which we all know is, well, that's election season, you know, that uh, we're just six days away from. And in that election, we have a couple of people that we can vote for. I'm myself uh, quite torn, to be honest. But uh, there is one thing that nine states will be able to vote for, and that is for cannabis. So if you have something on your ballot, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure that you vote yes. So, Pam, you guys have some very interesting items, one that I find uh, great use for up until a little while ago when I didn't have to, to hide it as much. But tell Tell us about your products, Pam. Well, we actually think we have the perfect solution for people to keep their products safe, secure, and possibly, you know, unseen, basically. We make stash cans, and they come from everything from a cup to a product that you would put in your car, your bathroom, any kind of products where the bottom unscrews and there's a little safe hidden on the inside. So we're talking like the shaving cream cans, the soda pop cans, uh, maybe coffee mugs that you would have these in. Uh, what are yeah, the types of have, devices that would you find these in? We have all kinds of food products. We have, as I said, we basically divide it up into food, household, and grocery items. So literally, you you have uh, pretty much the gamut. And if you go to diversionsafesworld.com, there is just a slew of different uh, creative items for stowing away your stash. Correct. Uh, so Tell, uh, tell us a little bit about Diversion uh, Safe's World, if you wouldn't mind, Pam. Well, the product itself has been around for quite a few years, but we really focus on these stash cans. They all come straight from the manufacturer. Everything is licensed and trademarked, so you know you're getting the real deal. So it's not going to be tinny or, you know, fake or any of that kind of stuff. But I happen to have a, a can of Ajax in my house and forgot that it had Ajax in it, and I turned it upside down to take something out and all the Ajax poured out all over the place. So you have to be careful with some of these things. And remember where you hide them. The food cans look exactly like they would on the shelf, the Del Monte and the Heinz. So you have to know what you're reaching for in your pantry when you reach for a product. And what kind of a process would you have to go through to get licensing from, you know, like a Del Monte or a Heinz? Well, we've just dealt with them directly. And they don't specifically care to know that they're being used the way that, you know, that's that we're using them because people use it to put their jewels, their money, their valuables as well. So it's kind of an all around kind of deal. Oh, absolutely. You know, after 2008, I would say that a lot more people are more prone to putting their money in their mattress than in a money market. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. That's true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So you've been around for several years. Uh, how many years? 10, 20, 30? Yeah, around 10 years. And the website has just been rebuilt, actually, and is still in the process. So we have, I don't know, 100 or some odd products. As you said, anything from canned to drinks to personal products to household products, automotive products, any kind of 
place that you think you you know be comfortable putting your your device. You know, I'm I'm looking at jars of mayonnaise right now, ladies yes. and gentlemen. I'm yes. literally looking at jars of mayonnaise that appears to have money coming out of it. So, I mean, this is this is pretty interesting stuff here. Yeah, and it's great because you know they just, it screws off, and it's a pretty easy screw off actually. And you know anything goes in. Smell wise, the best thing we recommend is still to put it in plastic, just in case you need to hide the smell. Uh, if you have small children around and you don't really want them, you know, going into anything, the hairbrush, you know, is great, which obviously just sits on the countertop, you know, things like that. But again, if you need to do something about the smell because it is plastic inside with the metal, we recommend and coating it with something. You know, the one downside with the hairbrush. So my wife constantly loses her hairbrush. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we obviously find it every time, but, uh, right. you know, it, it disappears on her every once in a while, generally right. in the same place. But, uh, well, you know, I, I think I have a gift idea just because of this. <laughs> exactly. And that's the other thing. First of all, the holidays, you know, are, are right around the corner. And so it's perfect. It's a great holiday gift, you know, with the candles, which is one of our newer products, are great. They look great. They feel great. And you can burn it down, you know, pretty much so that you can get that effect that it's really a candle while all the stuff is still being hidden on the bottom. So tell me, what are your typical sales? Do you, do you see a lot of demand for your product? Yes, actually, it works really great. And obviously, we go into smoke shops, into head shops, into gift shops, into locksmiths even, and besides the stuff that we have online. So it's it's available in a pretty wide area. Like I said, our largest distributor is Diversion Safes World, which is why we like people to go to that site. They can order directly online. Our shipping is great in terms of speed. And But like I said, if they go to a store where it's not available, they can ask the manager to contact the manufacturer and they can get it through them. Excellent. Excellent. So are you in every state in the U.S.? Yes. And we sell a lot in Europe. We're big in Australia. We're big in Spain, believe it or not. I don't know why, but it just seems to be that way. Well, you know, uh, there, there's plenty of use for these types of products all around. There so, is. Uh, what's the, in the future for uh, Diversion Cans? Diversion. Uh, Diversion Safes, Safes World. Uh, basically, we just we constantly finding new products. You know, we've just we've added three products recently to our line, which are a little smaller than uh, than some of the other stuff. It's um one of them goes like you would hide a key in the car. You know, a little key safe. We have a little sprinkler head, which you can actually put into the ground. Again, those are a little bit smaller, but the larger ones, the food products, are much better for that kind of process because you can hold a lot more in those in the bigger cans excellent excellent so typically in smoke shops you would find this what are uh, some other uh, applications that you might uh, utilize these 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 types of products for well, as I mentioned, people still put money and jewels and cash into the cans. So it's a multi-use kind of a thing. you know it's not for it's not just for one purpose. Gotcha. And so how long have you been with the company? I've been with them about a year, actually, and been working on, you know, building up the business and trying to help help us get into as many places as possible and direct them to the website. Excellent. And let's, uh, for the viewers, what uh, what is the website again? It's diversionsafes, with an S, world.com. Beautiful, beautiful. 
And uh, so you've got uh, you've got sprinkler heads coming out. You've got uh, you know these these new devices. What about locking devices? Do you uh, do you have anything that actually locks? Yes, we have books that lock on the inside. So the book has paper. You know, for the on the outside it looks for the pages, but inside there is a metal lock and key so that you can put things you know hide them really well actually. Beautiful. Um, now with technology going the way it is now. Um, do you envision any, uh, you know, like biometric type of uh, device uh, for opening and closing? Gosh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Very interesting question. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm not on the development side as much, so it's hard for me to, you know, answer that question. But I do know that they're constantly looking into other um, avenues of what to use. Sometimes larger ones, some with more safes, you know, locks and safes. So. You know, like I said, it's not just what we have at this point, but there's constantly more products being added. Well, you know, with the uh, the home automation uh, that's that's really big on the rise now. You know, you have like the Apple Home Kit that was built into iOS 10. Uh, you've got uh, you know Amazon's Alexa that uh, you can kind of just tell it, hey, open up. Um, that could be kind of an interesting thing in the future. And, and from what I understand, it's fairly easy to implement in electronic devices. So oh, that is interesting. I will have to speak to the people that, you know, we get the product from to ask them if they've looked in that direction. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm not sure they're that, you know, um, technically forward. So I, I would definitely bring it to their attention to think that would be, you mean, walk in the house, you click something and it opens up automatically. Absolutely. Oh, you know, I, one of the reasons why I would say that is just because there's, you know, nine more uh, states coming on board, you know, right. with uh, with potentially medical or legal cannabis. So you'll you'll wind up losing a bit of a market share because of that. But you know, if you have something uh, uh, a little more forward like that, it could uh, it could capture some mind share with that as well. Pam, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Pam with Diversion Safes World State of Cannabis. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com, when we return. <sighs> cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase, and it gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. Pay quick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people. SansalCBD.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally. Cannabis use isn't the only thing growing. So are we. Grow with us. CannabisRadio.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. 
Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Pam Block from Diversion Safes World. Uh, we were just talking about some of their marvelous products that, uh, you know, most of you have probably uh, acquired uh, at some point and, and probably have fond memories of. Uh, so, you know, you're you're in L.A. L.A. obviously has uh, a lot of moving parts and pieces. It's had uh, medical cannabis since 1996. So, you know, it's it's a little bit freer of an area than some of the other states. You know, again, uh, we have the uh, election coming up. And on that election, we have, uh, for you guys, Prop 64. Uh, so, you know, what is your thought uh, on Prop 64? Do you, do you like it? Do you dislike it? Do you think it should pass? You know, I read a lot, obviously, on Facebook and, and uh, LinkedIn and all those kind of things when people talk about what That's where I get do. all my news, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm on it more than I ever used to be, so it really makes me crazy sometimes. There was a couple of times there have been videos, and just particularly the other day, about a gentleman that's had terrible Parkinson's. And they videotaped it as as he had the as he I don't know if he smoked it or took it you know in a pill form, how it completely relaxed him and got rid of his shakes. And I think besides you know the medical use, it should be available for people that have cancer on chemo, you know that that really need it. And and if this country would just be aware a little bit more of the positive sides of it, I think that would make a tremendous difference. You know, it's funny when we when we really look back at the uh, the history of cannabis and what it was. You know, it uh, it has been part of our pharmacopoeia pretty much since humanity started. Right. And um, you know, it wasn't until you know 1930-ish that uh, it became prohibited. And right. You can you can trace alcohol prohibitions ending to the beginning of cannabis's prohibition beginning, almost as if the uh, the department had to have something to prohibit so all those jobs wouldn't be lost. But there was there was also a duality that occurred, and that duality was you know there was paper manufacturers that needed to be able to you know capitalize on being able to have their pulp be uh, what we make paper out of uh, you know propaganda pieces you know it it boggles the mind at at how diminished cannabis has been over the last eighty years, and when in fact it's so beneficial. And we have, uh, you know, since uh, the late 90s, 1999, I believe, is when they filed it. There was a patent that was issued by the U.S. government uh, for cannabis being a neuroprotectant and antioxidant. And yet it remains on Schedule One, which is the medical field believes that to be a high propensity to overuse or misuse and low medical benefits. Now, with that video you are just mentioning and that uh, gentleman's Parkinson's uh, tremors abating or easing up dramatically – I don't know. Uh, I guess we should all be the judge. If there is that kind of medical benefit, I would I would say it would have to at least be scheduled too. You know, sometimes when I look at it and I think about like alcohol, how there are so many alcoholics and it's available to anybody anywhere just about, that it's worse physically and worse what it does to a person that, that they have this anger towards marijuana, you know, basically. And, it, you know, I remember that movie that came out at that, was it Marijuana Madness? Is, was that the name of it? Where they showed all the people like in devastation and horrible and falling all over the place, you know. And I Reefer think that, Madness. Yes, Reefer thank madness. you. Reefer yes. Madness. That's the one. You know, and I think that put people off a lot, especially in those days. But it's like they always have to have something to make the disparity and the young and the old or the pot smokers are not the pot smokers. You know, it's, it's, a, it's something that the government to some extent I think needs. 
Without a doubt. And, you know, when we look at the social justice that can occur from no longer incarcerating or, you know, uh, fining or, you know, giving misdemeanor charges to people for simple possession, right. um, things that follow a person for the rest of their lives and, and cripple their ability to create wealth for themselves and their family. There's no greater detriment to society, in my humble opinion, that can occur. And generally, it's with, you know, a younger individual, maybe in college, maybe they're on a scholarship to college, maybe they get caught off campus or on campus. And uh, the next thing you know, they not only lose their scholarship, because, you know, that's part of the rules, but then they also get a charge on their permanent record. And these are these are things that happen so often. And, you know, again, I, I, I dive back into that we have nine states in six weeks, we get to uh, cast our stone uh, to be able to say, should we have medical cannabis or recreational cannabis? And I urge everyone that is listening to this to please uh, cast your stone accordingly. We can make definitive change. We can mandate that uh, our government begins testing so we can actually have real world information and not just the information that uh, has scantily been when uh, pushed to us or that, uh, you know, other countries and states have had to, you know, go on the the, the back burner to be able to do kind of like with Sue Sicily's uh, uh, test for PTSD and cannabis use that we should have been able to do very easily. And our government thwarts it at every turn. And then when I dive back into the patent again, I would encourage everybody to Google the patent holders' names and then search them on LinkedIn, see where they work. It's a funny bit of information there. NIDA and NIH. And yet uh, NIDA is the ones that uh, make it so difficult to be able to test cannabis to begin with. But again, they hold a patent on a neuroprotectant and antioxidant. So go figure, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And like I said, you, as you mentioned, you know, you can have a couple of ounces or whatever and, and ruin your life. But if you walk around with a couple of bottles of alcohol, nothing will happen to you, you know, and it, it's just, it's not fair. You know, I don't know if you've been to Europe a lot, especially in Holland, you know, where it is legal. And, um, you know, they have found that it doesn't lead to massive other drugs and things like that, that it's used you know, for good purposes as well as recreational purposes, obviously. But I'm, I'm sure that they've done studies on with the medical uses and how that works. And like everything else with the FDA, you know, who can raise the price, as we know, like on the EpiPens, 500% without telling anybody, you know, it's it the inequities are, are amazing when it comes down to why they have such a, a thing about and against, you know, the, the, the cannabis you know what? What I find puzzling as well is is the the misinformation that occurs you know constantly. Um, you know we we know that there's never been a cannabis overdose and death on record. Right. Um, right. Th there just hasn't. I mean, you uh, can, are more likely to overdose and die on too much water. Believe it or not. So the fact that they've kept it in this no go zone for so long, and it wasn't really until you know the uh, the honestly really the invent of the internet and the proliferation of that, that uh, it really started to see more change. People were able to share concepts and ideals a lot quicker. And, you know, really that's where you start seeing the big changes. You know, Arizona had their first medical law that was, that was passed and it was right before 1996. Uh, however, the legislature turned it over and uh, basically made it null and void. And California's was, they were able to get theirs to stick, but they wrote it so loosely that it was often hard to enforce or to adopt. And so many parts in California had a very tough time. But now we, we do have these test beds where we actually have a tax and regulated market. You know, we've got Colorado, uh, Washington, Oregon, the District of Columbia, Alaska, 
And uh, what we're seeing in these legal states is that there is no youth increase. There is no increase to crime. You know, the, the sky isn't falling. None of the things that the opposition are saying are actually, in fact, happening. The antithesis is, in fact, happening. You know, Colorado has, you know, some of the highest uh, real estate uh, bubbles, you know, rates going on in the country, in the nation. And it's, uh, you know, not in small part due to a, a freer society, you know. Um, Pam, we got to take a quick break. I apologize for rambling. When we get back, Pam Block from Diversion Safes World. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com when we return. The cannabis business industry is growing, business is booming, and as new opportunities arise in newly legalized states, each market is getting more competitive. Today, it takes more than just being a good grower. Do you have the resources to market and handle this ever-changing business landscape? Let Canna Management Corporation help you grow your cannabis business with our vast resources and experience to make your business a fully functional service company. Financial management, HR, sales, marketing, efficiency, and more. CMC has the experience and the expertise to improve your business and help you better meet the demands of your clients and customers. Call Canna Management Corporation and let our team get you ready to grow. 415-269-8015. That's 415-269-8015. Or visit canna-management.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Earn your Ph.D. in THC monetization with CannabisRadio.com. Don't be late. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. We've been talking to Pam Block with Diversion Safes World. And again, they make some amazing, fun, informative products <laughs> that I encourage all of you guys to go check out. And Christmas is coming. Make sure you, you get accordingly. So, Pam, we were just talking about the election season coming up. And honestly, I'm, I'm kind of a, a one-topic uh, kind of guy, if you know what I mean. So uh, with, with that said, uh, cannabis. So you've been in L.A. for a while. What, what have you seen as far as uh, benefits to uh, at least a legal medical market? Yeah, I thought about it. And to me, it's one of the most important things. I've had a friend recently that's been very ill. And as soon as she started doing the oils, the cannabis oils, 
it made such a difference in her life, you know, with pain and, and just everything. Uh, and many other friends that I've had, like I said, unfortunately, that I've had to go through this, that it made such a difference, you know, with the nausea and just the overall feeling, as we know, that marijuana can give you in terms of relaxing your body. You know, um, it, it makes a very big difference. And, and in L.A., there were there were hundreds and hundreds of places to go to acquire it. And then they changed the rules again. You couldn't be here and you couldn't be there and you had to be licensed from a certain time. So, you know, it's been a little bit more difficult and it's a little harder, but I still think that overall the economy, I think really could um, benefit from this being legalized because from the taxes and the income, it's a tremendous boost. You know, it would really, it would bring in millions and millions of dollars to the county, the city, or the state that, that would make such a difference to when they keep talking about that there's not enough money for things. You know, and the beautiful bit about that is we've actually began to metricize what those types of increases look like. So in Colorado, in 2015, they sold just shy of a billion dollars in both medical and recreational cannabis, translated in over a hundred million dollars in tax. The part that they don't tell you in that is that how many people were paid to work? How many new jobs were created? How many people were able to get that new car that they hadn't been able to afford in the years previous? So, you know, again, we talk even about like the the boon to real estate that's occurring. Cannabis is, is definitively changing the landscape and our economy. And the fun bit about that is... We knew that back in the 30s. Uh, Popular uh, mechanics uh, called it the next billion-dollar crop, you know, hemp. And uh, we have missed out on this completely beautiful, sustainable vertical market. Yeah, it's it's really a shame. I know there was a gigantic hemp fest up in Colorado not that long ago. Well, there's one it, every year um, in Seattle. Seattle oh, has a hemp you're fest. Right. Actually, it's Seattle. You're right. One of our uh, one of our show hosts, Vivian McPeak. Uh, he is the founder of uh, the hemp fest. Wonderful, wonderful guy. Got to give a shout out to Vivian, of course. But absolutely. It was miles and miles, you know, spread out of all kinds of product and whatever, you know, and it's something that, again, through education, obviously, is the best way, you know, for people to learn about its benefits and what it can do to physically, mentally, and to the economy. I think those are the three main areas that get left out of the discussion, you know, when when it's when it when it is discussed at all you know it's again just like alcohol was in prohibition it was all negative and how bad it was and now that they've now not now but in the you know back in the 30s when they legalized it again it didn't change much in terms of what it did but it allowed people um, unfortunately to drink as much as they wanted to let's put it that way you're 100% correct and i want to highlight a word you had just mentioned education. And that is really the key. You know, if we want to keep people off substances, we have to educate them. You know, not everybody needs to have an imbibement, but we know, you know, just based on biology that all mammals tend to gravitate at some point in their life to an intoxicant of some kind. And I think that maybe it's just human nature or, you know, life that uh, every once in a while we need to uh, find uh, escape um, or just a reflection from a different mirror. Right. And maybe uh, maybe it's just as simple as that. And uh, we're, we're overburdening our brains with uh, thinking that it is more than that. And uh, then we're penalizing people for it and have for 80 years, 
And that's the unfounding part. That's the the damaging part right there is that we've literally been been uh, hemming people up. And in some cases, as much as 30 years, uh, we had a gentleman on the show, Robert Plashtorn, who was uh, the, the black tuna. And uh, he was uh, an importer of sorts and uh, literally spent over 30 years in prison for a nonviolent offense. Hmm. So these are the things that we uh, we need to, to change. We're just about out of time, Pam. Let's give you another plug for your wonderful products there. Uh, what's that website we can visit you again there at? Right. It's called Diversion Safes World. And there are items for the bathroom, the home, the kitchen, your car, we have surge protectors, mugs, uh, Aquanet hairspray, Barbasol cans, J&B products, gunk products for the car, drinks, you name it, and you can hide your stash or keep it there You know, at any time. Just go on to diversionsafesworld.com, and you can find our large, large um, list of products. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Pam. We definitely enjoyed having you on the show and, and talking about uh, your your uh, perspective and, and your wonderful products there. And I want to thank all of you for joining us for this edition of The State of Cannabis. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Uh, I just like to thank you also, for having me because I didn't get to sneak that in. <laughs> Not at all. We love that. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Plus. Don't forget to like and comment. I'm your host, David, and we'll talk with you next time. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.